Welcome everyone to the Meds by Accelerator podcast brought to you by Everwell Marketing, the go-to resource so you can get the latest hacks and best practices to market and grow a profitable medical aesthetics practice. My name is Maripili and I am obsessed with all things business, marketing, operations, numbers, and helping you grow and take your Medspa to the next level. This is the Medspa Solar Podcast, Season 2. Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode. I'm excited because we're going to be starting a new series on the elements of a perfect consultation. This is a very special secret training that I did for my clients with Emily from Jack's Schoolroom, whom we've been working with since before they opened their practice. If you've been struggling with your sales process, then you're going to want to listen to this whole series because this is the exact process that they implemented to become the number one provider in their state in less than three years. And it'll help you fast track your results. In this second part, we'll discuss the importance of being as prepared as you can as a provider when performing a consultation with a brand new patient. You increase your chances of getting a sale when you present yourself as completely knowledgeable and fully engaged with the client. Let's dive in. So definitely, I think prepping is key to having the perfect console, right? Like you said, prepping the room, prepping your place, and then prepping yourself. Is there anything specific that you do to before you actually start talking to them? Um, I would say, so we get our mentally, I would just, I mean, you do try to just check out of whatever you were like trying to remember to do previously. And when you walk in the room, just kind of pretend like that's all that's going on. Um, it's, you know, you want to make sure you don't seem distracted. You want to make sure that they know you're there to focus on you, um, and just you. And so that's why we kind of like schedule it and staff it in a way that we are able to put our attention fully on the person in the consult room. Um, and I would say like, just kind of starting it out by like asking them how, how it's going. Like when I walk in and trying to get a little bit of rapport going, not just for their sake, but for mine too. So I remind myself, like, this is a person, not just like another like box to check of like, Oh, I got to do this consult. Um, but reminding myself, like there's a human being in front of you. So, you know, treat them with kindness and also like, remember that it's not just, you do it every day. Again, it's like another like, oh, yeah. I just do another consult, but like they've never come before. And if you put yourselves in their shoes, they're, you know, maybe nervous or just you need to kind of treat them with all the attention that you have. Right. Right. And um, has it ever happened to, um, you know, like you are doing this constantly, right? So sometimes it might feel like you're being repetitive because you're doing the same thing again and again. But uh, no, I, I love that what you're saying, like understanding that, hey, they are a, a new person, like they don't know uh, anything because they haven't been here yet. Um, has it ever happened like, oh, did, did I mention that before? Or was that my previous consultation? <laughs> all the time. And sometimes I'm honest, like, I'll just say like, I won't say like, Oh, was that last time? But I'm like, I don't know if I've said this to you yet, but like, I, I definitely, and I would say it, it sounds, it feels like you're being repetitive, but you have to remember, they don't think you're being repetitive because they've only heard it once. Like you may have said it 10 times today. So if you do happen to, I think I always would err on the side of like making sure you've told them something you want to tell them. And if you do say it twice, they're not going to think anything's, you know, they haven't heard it for the 12th time. Like it's just maybe just one extra time, but it definitely does happen where you'll start like mixing up in your head. Like, 
I don't remember who I told that to. In that case, I do think it helps to have a little bit of like, just have that set of questions that you ask them um, because then it kind of flows more naturally into conversation. And then also having that, I have like a checklist in my head of like what I want to go over with them and an outline. And so I just kind of do the same. I do it in the same order every time. Not like I say the same exact thing every time, but I do it in the same order so that I know there's some sort of structure to it. Cause if not, there's like 20 details you could remember to tell somebody and you don't remember which one was what. So in my mind, having that structure and we'll, we teach this um, when we're training our staff as well as like, as much as you want to make it a conversation and not just like a, uh, speech or something, having yeah. that order helps, you know, okay, well, I always go over like in our example, I always go over like what to expect during the treatment and then side effects. And then how many treatments people usually get, and then kind of the permanency of the, the, of the results and kind of how that works. So I know where I'm at in the order. And so I know if I've kind of said something already or not. Oh, nice. That's really good. Yes. Yeah, just having like a quick checklist of some sort. Yeah. And I, I, at this point just haven't memorized, but if you, at the beginning, like you could literally just write one word, like, um, like expectations, side effects, number of treatments and like, whatever it may be, just one word to remind you of like, kind of what you wanted to talk about and what you wanted to tell them. Nice. Yes. That's really good. Um, and so are there any other specific like elements during the consultation that you feel like they're key to both kind of keep them at ease, you and, and yourself, you know, like making sure that you are giving, like I said, like all the, all the information um, and that you feel comfortable too, because I feel like you feeling comfortable gives that sense of them being yeah. at ease as well. And just like, okay, I can trust this person. I, I know what's happening. Definitely. I, there's like so many things like could go on for like hours about it, but um, I'll kind of try to remember just like the, the most important ones um, is that um, I know I kind of mentioned having that like in order in your head of, of whatever, but then also realizing like one of the biggest things I would say is like, sometimes we put the pressure on ourselves as a provider to be like doing it. Like I need to do it the exact same way, or I need to remember to say it this way or whatever. You have to remember the person in front of you has zero idea of what's supposed to be happening. They have zero idea of like what order you wanted to do things in or what you wanted to tell them. So if you forget to tell them something, or if you do something out of order, or they have no idea, like they don't know, you know, but they have no idea. So to them, it's going to seem normal and fine. And I think you hit the nail on the head of like the confidence part is the most important. So I would say if nothing else, you obviously want to get them the right information. You want to make sure that you're telling them what you need to, but don't let your perfectionism of like making sure you say everything get in the way of your confidence. Cause as long as you are confident and comfortable, they're going to trust you. And if you forgot to say something, you can always say it later. You can always text them or email them, you know, or make sure they hear it before treatment. Um, but you have to remember, they don't know what it's supposed to be like. So if you feel like in your head, like, oh, this one wasn't as good as the last one, or like, oh, I didn't explain that as clearly or in depth. They don't know what you did last time. <laughs> so you really like it, you just take that pressure off of yourself um, because they don't know what, what it's supposed to look like. You're you do, but they don't. <laughs> yes. Yes. I think like that is a huge mental barrier of like, oh, I have to do it perfect every single time. And um, I, I love how, how you guys like, hey, go back to this is a person and just making sure that I am servicing them in the best way that I can. Like just hearing them out of what they need, especially for um, 
maybe it's a, like a, a practice that has a lot of different services and kind of they come for, they don't know exactly what they might need um, starting at that point. Um, I was going to ask as well, like going into other services, is there ever a point where, you know, having a, a conversation, they might actually want to do something different than cool sculpting? Yeah, definitely. So we also have MSculpt and we have MSella. MSella wouldn't really be like an alternative to either be either one of those, but MSculpt definitely could be. So I think it's important, especially when you offer a lot of different services, like you can designate that first little bit and doesn't mean you can't talk about it throughout, but asking those probing questions to get an idea of like what they're looking for. Like, what are your goals for what areas would you like to treat? What are your goals? What are, you know, um, Oh, so yeah, just probe, asking probing questions so that um, you get an idea of what their goals are. And at the end of the day, you know what your services are. So kind of being able to match them up with that and knowing it's okay if like they came in originally for something, but they're going to end up gearing towards something else. Because at the end of the day, it's just how better can you serve them? It's not like, oh, I need, they, well, they wanted to come in for cool sculpting. So I need to sell them cool, you know, um, just listening to them and what services might be a good fit for them, which is why I think the beginning part where you kind of come in and ask a lot of probing questions about what they're looking for is the yeah. important thing to do first. Cause you don't want to kind of just skip right to like, oh, well, you were interested in cool sculpting. So here's everything you need to know about cool sculpting. And then at the end, you find out like, oh, you actually don't need cool sculpting. Um, <laughs> you need this whole other service. And let me tell you all about that. So to save yourself heartache, I would definitely do it at the beginning of where you're like really digging into what they need and how you can best serve them. Yeah, it's definitely. Uh, one of the questions um, that I, I tend to ask, um, you know, just a, a, a MedSpa owner that is coming in, um, which I usually compare it with a consultation, you know, because we can have the same type of structure, but it's like, what, what does success look like to you, right? And I feel like that really lets me know what their expectations are for what I have to offer and how would that meet those expectations? So, um I think like whenever you're doing a consult, it might be very similar, right? Do you want to know like, what are they expecting from this treatment at the end of the day? And if yeah. you have anything else that can either be a, a downsell, an upsell, or even a cross-sell inside your practice, um, you can already have that conversation or at least know that that conversation might be able to happen. Exactly. Yeah. It's really similar. We like to ask them like, what are your goals for like, what areas are you looking at? And then also what are your goals for the area? So sometimes too, we'll give, like, we ask what are their goals? And then we'll also give a couple of examples just so that if sometimes people don't know how to answer like an open-ended question and they're like, I don't know. I didn't know I was going to get interviewed here, you know, like, and so we'll give them examples like, okay, was it more like you want your clothes to fit better? Or are you looking to like, um, look better in a bathing suit or are you wanting like your sleeves to not be, you know, or like, do you want your hips to fit in the jeans when you try on jeans? You know, so we give like a few examples. So they have an idea of like, oh yeah, that's right. That's what I want. <laughs> right. Almost like a multiple choice question, right? Make the test a little easier. Yes. yes. Sometimes they'll expand on that and open up and it gives you more information. Yeah, definitely. Um, so right now, I know you guys have, um, you know, MSculpt, Cool Sculpting, MSella. Has it ever happened where, you know, somebody comes in for Cool Sculpting, but the conversation actually transferred to MSella, which has, which has nothing to do with body sculpting? Yeah, definitely. Um, that has definitely happened before. And so, again, we kind of touch, like, if they 
still were interested and wanted to like get information about cool sculpting, we would still give them that information. But a lot of times what we'll do is um, like, we'll follow the lead of the conversation for sure. So if they're more interested in Mcella, then I would talk more about that first. And then at the end, I would say like, oh, um, I'm going to give you the pricing information for Mcella. But just before I give you your quote, is would you want a would you want to know about cool sculpting and quoting or would you want any of those areas assessed? Because um, what we do at the end is we give them a quote for the services that you know in the plans that we would recommend, and we can def we we a lot of times will mix services. So like okay, if you wanted to do cool sculpting on these areas, here's your quote. If you want to do M sculpt on these areas, or if you wanted M Sella. So before kind of giving, getting their quote ready, um, we make sure that we ask them like if there's any other of those services that they would want just so that we give them a comprehensive quote um, and give them all the information they could want. So we will touch base on the other things. But yeah, I mean, if we've definitely had to happen where it's like, oh, you came in for cool sculpting, but you want to do Ancela first. That's fine. And then they'll do Ancela. And then a lot of times they'll be like, okay, this worked great. Can I do cool sculpting now? I'm like, sure. <laughs> yes. I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> We had somebody the other day, literally her words were, um, uh, one of our other team members was telling me that her, she had done Ancela with us and loved it, works well. And she, then she wanted a cool sculpting um, quote. So we did like a mini consult in one of her sessions. And she was like, I've just come to the realization that you people know what you're talking about. So I need to give you a lot of money. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. And see, it just it goes back to like we've been talking about like knowing your stuff is like crucial to everything. It's just gonna help with your confidence. It's gonna help with the trust that people have in you. And uh, and at the end of the day, like you are meeting them where they're at in that buying journey. That is amazing. That is so amazing. <laughs> it makes you feel good. Like I'm doing my job good. Right. Have a good week. You did it. Say hi to my I will. Sounds good. Bye. Bye.